any dream you now have that's not happiness is a cursed how towards happiness. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting five to 15 minutes where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday. Mike Dooley here, time for a spiritual tune-up. We spoke last Friday about when, if ever, should you give up? And there were reasons uh, to actually say yes when the original dream was poorly defined. But that brought up another uh, round of questions by uh, several people. Um, at my age, Mike... Can my dreams still come true? Mike, I truly believe I wouldn't have the dream in my heart if I didn't believe that I already have what it takes to make it happen. Well, this is a, a black belt manifester speaking. However, I just turned 80 years old two weeks ago, which means I'm way past middle age. Are any of my dreams really going to come true? Okay, so I've got a big picture answer and I have <clears throat> a, a smaller picture answer. Um, fasten your seatbelt. What is every dream all about? Why does anybody have a dream for anything? Ultimately, every dream is one's chosen ideal path for happiness. Everything we do is about happiness, which means the ultimate end result is always happiness. Even if you want to live for the world or live for the planet or live for your children, that's your desire and that's going to make you happy. Yeah, it might make a lot of other people happy too. That's the best way to make people happy. You be happy first, but it's all about your happiness, which means any dream you now have that's not happiness is a cursed how towards happiness. And you've heard me say, don't mess and don't worry about how you're going to get there. And suddenly every single dream, actually, other than happiness, is a cursed how to get to happiness. Happily, there's so much wiggle room. If your dreams are wisely stated in broad brush strokes, uh, if not more joy, um, friends and laughter, health and healing, wealth and abundance. All of that's good. All of that's spiritual. The universe can connect the dots and you're not micromanaging and you're entitled to mess with some of those cursed hows. But when you get that it's all about happiness, 
right? I don't know what these blings are. I have some new technology here, excuse me. When you get that it's all about happiness, is it really so important that you dream of happiness? That happiness becomes something you manifest? I mean, you're a nonstop manifester, but is happiness, which is what you really want, uh, something that can only show up if you manifest it? Or, you know where this is going, can you choose to be happy today? And you know that you can choose to be happy today. And so suddenly the entire equation of living deliberately, creating consciously is turned upside down on its head. You already live in paradise. You already are the person of your wildest dreams. You already get to taste and enjoy and listen and touch and feel uh, magnificence everywhere 24-7. Go for a walk in the park. Go listen to children laughing. Go listen to some, you know, some music. Uh, have some brownies. Uh, call a friend. Oh my God, did you win the Megabucks lottery or what? Suddenly, we realize the folly when it comes to trying to manifest our happiness. We push it away. We push it away. We push it away. Now, dreams are still awesome and you still can live deliberately, create consciously. But there is a time and a place to rearrange the setup and understand what it's all about. Come on. Our dreams are important only to give us a journey. And the journeys are so awesome because we're finally off the couch, out there living in the world, even if only virtually until you get your coronavirus shot. Please go get your coronavirus shot. No sweat. Um, once you're out in the world, you fall in love. And people fall in love with you. You're out there and about, you're outside of your comfort zone and suddenly you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. It's so awesome, you live in paradise. Dreams are important because they get you out of the house into a journey and you can discover your own untested gifts and treasures and talents and decide how you can become even more than you ever dreamed of before. Suddenly, happiness was never meant to be manifested. It's meant to be chosen. And hell to the yes, you can have a million dollars. Heck to the yes, you can have Bruno and whatever another guy's name is. Heck to the yes, you can go out there and shapeshift yourself and the world to your liking. But don't put off your happiness for it. Now, what does this have to do with being 80 years old? You got the goods, okay? And the message for you may be a little bit different than somebody who's 20 years old who wants to go out there and manipulate and change and you're at a higher level and just as I told everyone on April 1st this year the spiritual tune-up was question how to always win when two people want the same thing you can go back and look at the archives Facebook Instagram YouTube April 1 how to always win when two people want the same thing. And the answer was to realize that it's not circumstances or gold medals that make you a winner. Okay, those are things you can strive to manifest, but don't put off your happiness for either. There's only one gold medal in the 50-yard dash every four years at the Olympics. 
and maybe not even every four years if coronavirus postpones the Olympics. Don't go for such trinkets. While you can have a passion in running and racing, go for it, but don't put off your happiness for it. Everyone can win happiness. Everyone can win health. Everyone can help somebody else. Everyone can be surrounded by friends and laughter. Everyone can go out there into this Garden of Eden and just bask. So do you see, no matter what it is you're after, at some point in one's journey, let your wisdom seep in and realize it's not about the destinations. It's not about making stuff happen. It's about choosing to be happy now. And if there are elements in your life or even circumstances you would like to change, thoughts become things, picture a new end result in your mind. But at some point, winning the 50-yard dash in the Olympics is just so incredibly unimportant. Actually, it's always been incredibly unimportant. So are most things that we strive for, whereas your happiness is all important. And when you're really happy enough, you can run like the wind. Okay, so get your priorities in order. Bless you. Uh, happy birthday two weeks ago, 80 years old. Amazing that you're out here on Facebook asking amazing questions, thinking about it, having dreams. I'm not saying don't dream. Celebrate your dreams. Honor your dreams. You're right that you dream them. They are to be. But don't put off your happiness for them. Enjoy all the splendors that are already there, who you've already become, all you already have. And you're going to be shape-shifting and changing circumstances faster than you ever could have before putting off your happiness in the old approach. Okay, so thanks for the great question. Uh, many of you echoed that same question. And whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, uh, 100 years old, uh, it's a very relevant question. Uh, and, it, and it invites you inward to re-examine what it means to be happy um, and to micromanage and um, to give yourself permission for joy. Thoughts become things and Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question, I think, is relevant in everyone's mind at one point or another. Mike, how much is too much money? Mike, I'm afraid I'm going to get punished for wanting more abundance, money, travel, etc. after this lifetime or in the next one. It may all be a big test. How do you eliminate this fear? I am not giving to charities anymore because I'm relatively poor, but abundant compared to starving nations. Is there any proof that it is okay to create more money for ourselves? Well, I'm going to give you a lot of evidence and philosophical perspectives that will speak to your heart. And the very last thing I do, um, is give you the answer to your question. But I'm going to have to build this stage so that you totally get it and you totally recognize it. I first want to talk some big picture stuff. Okay, is there any evidence? That's one of life's greatest hooks. It's a very fair question. A lot of people won't do anything without tangible evidence. But life 
is not truly a tangible experience. This is a holographic world where our thoughts become things. It's all whirling energy, according to Einstein and others. So the best proof of anything, and this is where you really got to be on guard, is your own feelings and logic. Not all, not just one, not just logic. The arrogance of intellect is uh, has probably caused more damage and bloodshed on planet Earth than anything else, the arrogance of intellect. But you mix in some intuition. What makes sense? What feels right? And you will be led to the absolute truth of whatever question you're seeking. So let's build a stage using some intellect and some intuition to, to give you an answer. Um, lightly, still with big picture here to make sure the context of the question is understood. Um, there's the implication that that we are tested, tested, tested by God. An angry white man is how most people view God. Not the questioner, but I get that line of thinking. Life is a test. Well, it sure seems like a test, but what would be the point of God testing God? If you realize through my other spiritual tune-ups that we must be of God, by God, pure God, that we're not guinea pigs, that he He didn't make us from some leftover material out in the shed in his backyard. I mean, there's only God. Everything is God. Divine mind, not God of a religion. Religion is purely man-made. But spirituality is the name of the game of life in the jungles of time and space. Everything is holy, sacred, spiritual. Love is the binding glue. And God can't create something that's not of God. So, why would God test God? There are zero tests. Zero. What would be the point in time and space? To see if you're good enough? To see if you passed? What if you didn't? God would rehabilitate you. God has forever. God, You are a God particle. There are lessons we want to learn because now that we are immersed into this soup of these illusions, game on. And it is a big adventure where we love and are loved. And the more confused, however, we are thinking that life is happening to us, for example, instead of realizing we are happening to life because our thoughts become things. We came first. We are the prime movers. We are the creators of this passion of order and perfection. But thinking that life came first and all of a sudden we showed up and are we good enough and do we deserve it? And oh my gosh, maybe God is an angry man because that's just the way we see hierarchy in this primitive state that we're in. A man, the epitome of everything. Um, so there are lessons because we misunderstand the illusions and we take them for a bedrock reality not realizing we are streaming them collectively and individually on the fly. So the sooner you learn those lessons, and, and the lessons came about because we chose to take this plunge for the reasons I just gave. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's happening inside of God and all is supremely well. But now that we've taken this plunge and we forgot where we came from and who we really are, we have to kind of move back into truth. Move back into light. Oh, sign me up for that school. I want to learn more so I can love more, so I can have more fun and help more people and thereby help myself. Okay, so there's lessons that we want to learn. They're not foisted upon us. We choose lessons when we're 
thinking broadly enough to realize, hey, I must be missing something because I keep falling down. I keep stubbing my toe. I keep having these loops that I don't like. There's no tests. There's lessons born of our confusion that we choose on the fly. Lessons. No tests. And then the implication in the question here as well is, um, I don't want to be punished for wanting more when so many people have less. Who's going to punish you? There's no test. You didn't fail. You can't fail. There's no punishment. God is you experiencing a realm of reality that could not be known by even God unless God became you. So God sees through your eyes, hears through your ears, feels through your heart, and adventures in a brand new way that could not have been experienced without you. So you're doing your best as a God particle to move into the light in this great adventure that's so much fun where everything adds to who you are, even though it looks like lions and tigers and bears everywhere. There's no one out there ever going to punish you. You punish yourself enough. So now let's talk about money, honey. Uh, first point of four, there's nothing unspiritual about material things. As a note from the universe once said, the material world is pure spirit, even more so. That's been brought down to physical form because you thought about it more than all the other stuff that could have showed up but didn't show up. There's only spirit. Some of it manifests into tangible time, space, and matter, and some of it stays ethereal and is not matter. It's all spiritual. Money, honey, is pure spirit. Nothing ungodly about money. Um, understand this. You having more, more money, more fun, more travel, does not mean somebody has to have less. That's a function of our physical senses interpreting reality. I, I draw on this little metaphor I created a long time ago. If you lived on a little tiny island and there was a little tiny population there and everybody used coconuts to um, transact business, there you could see that for every coconut you got, somebody else is less by that same amount of coconuts. But you don't live on a little tiny island. In fact, you don't even live on a big giant planet. You live in a holographic universe where your thoughts become things and you having more does not come at someone else's expense. And you, you are self-proclaimed poor. If you want to have a little bit more fun, if you want to have a lot more money even, it's okay. You're not taking it from anybody else. And generally, one of the best ways to enrich yourself is to be of service which is not required, but by being of service, you're exchanging your wisdom, your love, your laughter, your light, your presence for, for compensation. And there's like this even quid pro quo. And the better your ideas in this capitalistic world, good, bad, or other, uh, the more people might want to stand in line for them. And they're all very happy to pay you $1.99 or $1,000 for whatever it is that you're offering if it's going to do what they think it's going to do for them. And I'm sure it will do that for them. So you having more doesn't mean anybody else has to have less. To the contrary, or flip it around, you having less as you're thinking maybe is the way to go. Be humble, be frugal, don't want. Who does that help? It's not like you having less makes other people richer. Uh, and please, this is an awesome 
question. I'm not trying to make fun of it. Uh, I'm just trying to show stark reversals of perspective to maybe see with a little more clarity. You being poor isn't helping anybody. I bet, I bet if you manifested more money, more travel, more fun, more toys, more bling, I bet you'd be in a better mood. Not that it should require that. I bet you'd be giving more to charities or something to charities. You might even start your own foundation. I bet the whole world would be a little bit better off basking in the light of your joy. All right, and then the last point. Now I answer your question. How much is too much? If you haven't guessed already, there's no limit. It has nothing to do with dollar amounts, whether it's $1 or $1,000 or a million dollars or a billion dollars. There is no too much. It's all spirit. It's all your thoughts. The problem that can arise, and this has been spoken of throughout the ages, is somebody putting off their happiness until they achieve a certain targeted amount. And invariably, they keep raising the bar and they never have enough. So for that person, any amount of money is too much. But for somebody like you, and somebody with an open heart and a zest for life, there is no amount. There is no amount that's too much. It's all thought. It's like it grows on trees. And if you go out there and give and dance and follow your heart and shimmer and shine, start a charity, you don't have to. Give money away, you don't have to. There is no amount that is too much. So anybody out there who thinks they would like to be a millionaire, who's not already a millionaire, go for it! Do the world a favor. Think big thoughts. Bling, bling, glitter and shine while you are happy in the pursuit. Be happy before it arrives and it will arrive so much faster. There's nothing unspiritual about money. And maybe you don't want to be a multimillionaire. Maybe you want a new car. Go get it. Maybe you want a new home or two homes. Go get it. Whatever you want, it's all good. You're playing your life out in the heart of God. Jumbo fellow adventurous thoughts become things. Great to be with you for another spiritual tune-up on this fantastic Wednesday morning. Great question today on the heels of yesterday's, which was about how much money is too much money. Mike, why do I have to repeatedly manifest money? Mike, I find I manifest, then I find myself needing the same manifestation next month, like money. How do I manifest money without having to continue to ask for it again each month? Feels like the universe is piecemealing me, LOL. All right, uh, this is bringing me to one of my favorite talking points. It's the core and the heart of playing the matrix where I've toured all over the world four times delivering. Um, and I will again once COVID is gone. But what you're doing is you're micromanaging. You're coming up with targets that are specific and nuanced. Um, even if you don't know you're doing it, you are just thinking ahead a very little bit. Instead, you ought to be having broad brush, general, big picture, end results. <clears throat> end results, aka dreams, aka desires. Your goals are your end results. 
It's best to phrase them as desired end results so that you're not thinking about how you're going to get there. But that's not your problem right now. It's not the cursed house that are messing you up. It's the micromanagement. This is what you do. Go broad brush in financial terms, for example. Somebody also asked, how do I manifest money? Don't think about the money. Think about the lifestyle. Your life is easy. You are abundant. Everything you touch turns to gold. Your housing is provided for. Cars paid off. You know, whatever you need, it shows up. Whatever you need, it's there in spades. You've got more than enough. It's pouring in on you, cascading showers of abundance, money, friends, laughter, confidence, clarity, whatever it is you want. Go big picture. Your lifestyle will provide the right money at the right time. Your lifestyle will provide the right friends and creative expression. Your envisioned lifestyle, totally rocking it in charge, woohooing all the way to the bank or the grocery store or wherever you're going. That end result cannot be made manifest unless all the details come running. All the de- that woohoo lifestyle implies that you have money, that you have no back pain, that you've got friends, that you've got creative outlet, that you are fulfilled. No one's going to be woohooing if they're flat broke. Now, you can do it. I'm not going to split hairs right now. But when you tell the universe just, I want a joyful existence, woo! It's like, damn, I know you. And I know that that would include health. I know you and I know that you mean money too. You don't even have to think of money. If you go broad brush, now I know it's really weird at first to hear somebody like myself say, you ought to have very vague general dreams. But you ought to have very vague general dreams and what you do to get emotionally charged because they ain't happening if you're bored about them. They're not happening if they're vague and you don't dress them up. So dress them up. Dress them up with details, bling, the little Hawaiian lady on the dashboard of your car. Um, Put all those details in the visualization, but do not attach to the details. It's not about the details. It's not about paying your rent every month. It's about my life has blasted off. I got the rent. I've got the, I've got the dancing doll in my car. I've got the car. I've got the travel partner. I got it all. But you're not attaching to the doll and you're not attaching to any one thing. You're attaching to the big picture. Go with lifestyle. Stop micromanaging. And of course, while I'm implying throughout all of this that your lifestyle ought to be shaded in the color rich, like financial rich and wealth, the ultimate end result is just pure joy. Now, you can dabble with priorities in abundance and color it rich or color it with friends or color it sexy. But the ultimate end result that implies everything is A-OK is just pure joy. Now, don't be afraid, as many are. What if that's all I get? Just happy. I'm happy, happy, happy. Broke, lonely, scared, and oozing sores on my face. But I'm happy. The universe would never be such a jerk, okay? The universe adores you. It worships you. It loves you. And if you say, whoop, happy, it implies you don't have sores on your face. You don't even have to think about not having sores on your face. Open oozing. 
uh, for that to take care of itself. Do you see the magic of what joy can do? The universe will connect all those dots for you. And then you take the baby steps. And if abundance, in your case, is one of the high priorities, when you follow up after that rocking vision of lifestyle, you follow up in directions that could possibly avail you of abundance. You get the job, you ask for a raise, you start the business, you write the book, um, you open the you open the push cart, you do, you know, start the baking business. You do all those things that resonate with you, even if it means choosing the least sucky roads. That's a whole nother talk because the sucky road turns in to the yellow brick road. The dirt road turns in, leads to the diamond mine. Mine. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up in these sacred jungles of time and space. So good to be with you because recently I've been answering your questions pertaining to age uh, and what to do with your life and when is it too late? Is it ever too late? Some Should some dreams um, be let go of? Here's a great one in those lines and I think many of us can relate to it at different points in our lives. Mike, I'm 40, happy, but maybe a little bored. Uh, I've found a comfortable plateau. I've achieved my goals. I could obviously have more money, do more effective things like volunteering as I'm living my life very simply. Yet I feel like I'm getting old before my time. I don't really want a yacht or a big house or more kids. So I don't have a big future dream or vision. Is this stage of life where you stop reaching is this a stage of life where you stop reaching? Is this normal? It feels like I should be doing more, but perhaps that's because it's the way we are programmed. So there's a lot of layers here right now. And what I typically would say in my playing the matrix workshops, when you don't know what to be when you grow up, you know, and you don't have that big dream anymore, and you feel like you're supposed to have that big dream, it's usually because you have spent your life checking off boxes to the degree you have actually become desensitized to what it is you really want. And the boxes you were checking off are not your own, but they were the part of the program, part of societies. You've always known what you wanted. I know right now what your big dream is. To be happy, to be Woohoo! Crazy, filled with joy, ecstatic, exuberant, pushing boundaries. You never outgrow that. And there's times when it gets covered over by shoulds and hows. And sometimes we spend so much time with what should I be doing? And how am I going to get there? You know where there was. You used to know where there was. Just have a good time. But you got so embroiled in how am I going to do it? Should I write the book? Should I start my own company? Should I go for the glory? And you got so into the cursed house, you literally forget, we all do, what it is we most want. And that is to be happy in the moment. And being happy in the moment will always lead you on to further dreams. If you can get happy now, do not think it is a cop-out. Do not think, well, I'm just settling for less. If I can be happy with this, then why would more come? Happiness is an invitation for more. Happiness says, I'm ready, bring it on. Let's grow, let's stretch, let's reach. That's natural happiness. Divine intelligence never says, well, you know, been there, done that. I think I'm going to 
stop doing stuff. It's your mind's inherent gift to always wonder what else you could be doing. And so you never have to worry that maybe your dreams have gone away, or maybe you're not going to be dreaming anymore, or maybe this is some extended plateau or the way life is, and I was just chasing the program before. You will, in your state of being present and enjoy, excuse me, an allergy morning today, what am I resisting, they say in spiritual lease. <laughs> Oh man, being live. I can't, I can't hide that. So sorry about that. Um, where was I? Basically saying that, you know, we mess with the cursed house too much. So let me give you a little tip I have. And it happens to be the topic of a live masterclass today. This is just totally serendipity. I came up with a line that I'm going to be sharing with, I don't know how many thousands. You're invited for free to join me today. Bring your passion or passions to people. Bring it to people. Bring it on. I used to go through a phase. I had a phase in my life where I was so done with checking stupid boxes and worrying about money um, that I had this, what I see in hindsight was a runaway dream. It's like, look, I've been there, done that. I worked for Pricewaterhouse. I traveled and lived overseas for Pricewaterhouse. I had my own company, made millions of dollars. Uh, and now I'm just scared and clueless, and I don't want to start over, and yeah, I've done good, but I could do a lot better. I know, I want to take my dog, Baxter was his name, rest in peace, and I want to buy some property in the Carolinas, and I want to go for long walks with coffee and cigars and an evening beer with me and my dog, because that's what's next for me. That was such a runaway, cop-out dream. I mean, I see beauty in that, and it kind of makes me think, well, oh, that would be cool, a little bit. That's like, you know, would you want chocolate pudding for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? It would get really old fast, you know? And if you just, all you did was walk on trails with a cigar and beer and coffee and a dog, well, that might not get old too fast, but uh, it's not what you were, that's not what you're here for. You're here to grow and, and not to run away. You're here significantly, this will startle you and maybe disappoint you. You are here significantly. Not, not, let me rephrase that. You will grow perhaps the most. Okay, You're not supposed to be doing anything. You will grow perhaps the most when you engage with people frequently. Okay, Don't, don't just be an author, hermit in the hills. Don't just be tending your garden and your cats. I mean, there's a place for all of that. But when you're engaged with people, you learn so much about yourself. You take away all of your drama and you see them objectively. And then you realize they are you, except you've got the drama and you've got the checkboxes and you've got the program. So what I'm doing in this same question, same answer is... If you're in a place where you're so desensitized and you don't know exactly who you are, what you want, what you should dream, have you overdone it? Have you underdone it? Should you do whatever? Take inventory of your passions. What do you love? What do you freaking love? I don't care if it's money making or pleasure 
oriented. What do you love? Make that list. What are you really good at? Again, it could be, you know, human resources or giving massages. Uh, what are you really good at? And I don't have to love it in this category, but what are you just crazy good at? So good you could do it in your sleep. It's not even a thing for you. Okay. And what have you survived? Or are you enduring right now? Because you are going to survive it. Go there. Find out what your core passions are, your big lessons, and bring it to people. Bring it as a teacher, bring it as a best friend, bring it as a mom, a grandpa, whatever you may be. Bring it. Engage with people. You don't have to be thinking about, now how am I going to benefit from this? It happens automatically. Bring your passion to people. Okay, in any flipping way you can do that. This is an interim step until you're like, I know what I want to do. Okay, because that day's coming and it'll come quicker in clarity and in purity and in truth. So in the meantime, serve other people and do it by bringing your passion to others. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Friday and thoughts become things. Okay, today's great question. What is my part, Mike? And what is the universe's part? Obviously pertaining to living deliberately, creating consciously, having a rocking, awesome life. It's really, really, really simple. You decide what you want. The universe figures out how it's going to happen. That's the short answer. You decide everything. The universe figures out the house. Let's go a little bit deeper. First point I want to make is through desire and dreams, you can write your own ticket. Literally, you can write your own ticket. What's the universe's part? It is not to interfere with you. It is not to set an agenda. There are no destinies. There is no other reason for your presence in these sacred jungles of time and space than for you to decide what happens next and to make it happen in the process learning of your power falling in love with the world and the world falling in love with you the slate is completely blank okay so when it comes to what might happen next it's not the universe's decision. It's not your higher self's decision. It's not based on karmic score or spiritual contracts. What do you feel, think, and want right now? It can be done. Uh, what does the universe do? It decides how. There was a note from the universe that once said, you asking how would be as silly as me asking why. And then something like, let's not be that silly. Okay. Don't ask the universe how, okay? It's always going to seem impossible. And by the same measure, the universe would never encroach and say, why do you want that? You want it? That's good enough reason. If it's not ideal for you, what better way to learn than to manifest it? So you have carte blanche and the universe always knows how. It is completely unlimited. You live in a dream world. It has at its disposal ways and means unimaginable, incomprehensible. Don't use your physical senses to discern or judge, how am I going to get there? Is that reasonable? Can the universe jump that high? It can be done. There are shortcuts. 
that you can't comprehend. What is it you want right now? Wealth and abundance, health and harmony, friends and laughter, joyful, fulfilled expression in the world. Done. It's done. You just need to hold the vision and show up, show up, show up. Which leads to the next point, which is you take baby steps. The universe arranges circumstances. You do not arrange circumstances. That puts you in a place of micromanagement. That makes you, that puts you in the way of divine intelligence. Divine intelligence is playing your life based on your desires like a chess set. And it knows this piece is going to go there and that piece is going to go there. And, and somebody you don't even know lives and breathes right now will soon be entering your life. Until... You decide it has to be Bobby or Judy who's going to be there because they complete you. They're your soulmate. It's like I'm getting to the caveats of you decide everything, okay? And trying to have a certain someone behave a certain way is, is the, the biggest silliness of all. We're not going to exclude them from behaving the way you want them to, but you can't insist on it. But back to the point. The universe arranges circumstances. You have this end result. You have this dream. And the universe, as you show up with baby steps, knows how to put the right serendipities, so-called coincidences, and happy accidents on your path so that all of a sudden you're going to be bumped sideways, backwards. Sometimes it'll seem like a bad thing until suddenly you realize it was a good thing so that you will end up in a physical space that mirrors what you were thinking about earlier on. So you pick the dream, you decide, carte blanche with caveats coming up, and then you show up, show up. You just show up without attachment, without assistment, assistant, without attachment, and without insistence on the parameters. Do your best with what you have from where you are, Go in the direction you think makes sense, but leave the door open for other possibilities. Then you are golden, golden. Then the universe has latitude to put new players, ideas, and circumstances on your path. So you have the dream, you show up, show up, prepare to be astounded. When it comes to the caveats, okay, I, I talk at length about these because they're so vitally important. You cannot insist, as I just said, on specific people behaving specific ways. But that does not limit you in terms of love, joy, camaraderie, partners, romance, uh, business, alliances. You just can't say who. So if you want a rocking, joyful, fun-filled relationship, uh, globe trotting, wealth and abundance, creative fulfillment, stadium world tours. Who wants that? I do, I do. Um, then you just focus and attach to the end result. Do not attach or insist to the little baby steps you're taking. Do not attach or insist upon the pathways. And I'm not even attached to a stadium world tour. I, I'm okay if it's another book or video course or something I can't even imagine right now. But give yourself some direction while leaving room to be surprised. This is the universe's entry point for arranging circumstances to blow your mind. Um, limitations are so rare. 
If you want it, if you can think it, you can have it. Your beliefs are relevant. You can work on your beliefs. By acting with faith that your dreams will come true, you will erase invisible limiting beliefs. By acting as if your dreams will come true and moving in that direction, you will install you will install empowering beliefs that support you. By acting as if your dreams have already come true through demonstrations and acts of faith, you will install those expectations and anticipation through the roof. It will be a given in your life. The solution to all things. Choose happiness now and move with happiness in your heart going forward. Have dreams. Have great big dreams. Have seemingly impossible dreams. But don't put off your happiness for their manifestation and thereby they will come true so much faster. So your job is the easy part. Dream and show up. The universe does everything else for you. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!